Hey, this is Ken Jensen. I beat bipolar disorder in an all-natural fashion back in the mid-2000s. And believe it or not, that's not even the coolest part of my story. What I learned through that process and what came next and how that applied to bipolar and why bipolar was ever even part of the process was mind-blowing to say the least. Bipolar has hidden within its strengths. I'm going to show you what I mean and how they've shown up in my life so you can do the same. Welcome to episode 73. That extra $55,000 sure did help. Something happened. <laughs> I'm sure I must have talked about it on the last handful of episodes, but Ma's house needed a lot of work. Dad being a 20-year Army veteran and retired, he was in the Army, Army Reserves, and myself being a Marine War vet, I decided to look into finding some potential government funding for my mom as a widow of and the mother of to see if something existed to help fund the, the many repairs to basically all the major systems in her house. I knew ahead of time that there wasn't going to be any such program because as a vet, I ripped those things apart. Looking for help for myself for any number of reasons over the decades. I knew I knew such a thing did not exist. So, <clears throat> I did the only thing that made sense to me. And I called a local agency, the Ulster County Veterans Services Agency, I believe it's called. And my thinking was they're either going to have what I need available through the government, which I knew they didn't, or they might know something. They might they might know who I could call next. Well, it turned out they knew something. <laughs> they maintained a private list of local business owners and then some who support veterans, veterans in need. And my mom qualified. The lady at that agency told me, she's like, look, this is completely voluntary. There's nothing guaranteed. I put the word out to the list. We see if they respond. Nobody might respond. Um, she's like, there's no talent, so don't, you know, just wait and see. The response was immediate and massive. I don't feel like going through that entire story. I guess I sort of should, should be because of the title of the show, but there's other things I want to share. And I'm pretty sure I talked about this earlier, but some local business and businessmen stepped up right away, donated money. Uh, one uh, one guy led me directly to the guy whose company would end up rebuilding my mom's entire roof. So that was Bob Ryan from Ryan and Ryan Insurance in Kingston. He led the charge. I worked with him closely on a lot of this to stay in touch with the network. Then there was Ian over at JNA Roofing who was on that list and he wanted to donate what he could as a, as a roof roof builder to the to the project. He he gave us a really great discount. And in the end he even chipped in himself to his own his own project. I was I never even knew that that was a thing you could do. The roof got done the other day. They did it in one day. 
This thing with fixing my mom's house has been going on for months, and it is fatiguing us. There's been there was a project that started initially with a repair to her bathroom that turned into a it just sort of a simmering ongoing disaster for a number of reasons I won't get into. But that led to the greater issues being discovered that then led to what I'm talking about on right now. So it was kind of a a good thing disguised as a, as a bad thing. But overall, we, we came out far ahead. I ended up on local radio once. Um, I was fielding a lot of phone calls from a lot of people all needing to know what the other person was saying, what the other agency was saying, what a company was up to. Did the permits get secured? <clears throat> Who's going to take care of this? Who's going to take care of that? A lot of times I couldn't answer anybody because it was like a catch-22. They both needed to do something before I could tell the other one what to do. Um, a charity came on board, Building Homes for Heroes. They came on board. Uh, they ended up funding the roof. They ended up funding the whole house generator. We lose power in this area a lot. Ma's got health issues. She can't be without power. I'm not going to live as close by as I do now for much longer. So I need to know that she's as set as possible, at least till I got time to come and, and help her. So I, I wanted all these things handled, and this charity handled the biggest ones. Her whole house uh, central air is getting replaced. She had an old unit. It, it was getting sick. It's been getting sick for years. It finally crapped out in the latest heat wave we had in, in upstate New York. The charity had not given anymore. They, they, they were like, we've given what we've given. You're welcome. I was fine with that. But I figured what the hell can't hurt but ask because this has been part of my wish list. And they did not sign off on it initially, and that's fine. They can, they can do whatever they want. We're nothing but grateful and, and still are. But I figured, what the hell? Let me ask one more time. And I did, and they answered within a day, sent a proposal <laughs> for the AC, which they initially did not sign off on. Just the best people. So got that all figured out, and that, that's in the middle of uh, – that'll be happening soon. That'll get replaced. It's an old unit, so the whole unit has to come out because the refrigerant is the old, the old horrific kind that does not match the new kind that doesn't hurt Mother Earth. And you can't mix the pipes for that. Chemicals are created inside the pipes, and uh, the, one system, the new system will clash with the old, and what happens is it gets a little corrosive in there, and it'll eat up the new system fast, the new compressor. So that got handled. There's a bunch of other things. My dad's army group. His era from the 854th Engineers, based out of Kingston, New York. His era of guys wanted to help. And they volunteered time, and they have connections to the local Lowe's. And, you know, we, we get discounts out the ass, being everybody's a veteran, things like that. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody. They're handling everything that remains that the charity would not or could not sign off on there's more things but i'm already like getting uh you know I'm, I'm weary from talking about it, be quite honest with you it's been it's been a lot of work I, I i started a gofundme page that eventually raised if if you counting all the donations that came in the gofundme ended up raising 13 grand and change 
I was looking for 17 grand. About half the things that came in on GoFundMe came in directly through GoFundMe. The rest, because I just added all the all the cash donations, I just put them all together so people would see who was doing what. So anybody that gave a cash donation, I added them to the GoFundMe list because it's just whatever, close enough. And I want to honor, and I wanted to publicly honor everyone that wanted to be honored. So that everybody knew, you know, who, you know, who was, uh, who was helping Ma. And, and, um, a lot of these people didn't want any recognition. And that was cool too. Now, to tie this back to bipolar excellence and my mission, did I, let me, let me say this. I was in charge of this entire project and something of this sort I've never managed before. I was learning it as I went, but nothing, no no single part was new to me. I've just never dealt with them being woven together like they were in a project like this. I had a lot of questions. It was really stressful because... I'm doing all the rest of my life as well. Plus, we're still dealing with the initial project at the house that's just going on and on. <laughs> There's just all these stresses. And I'm... I was hyper-focused on making sure I didn't fuck up and trip over my own feet in the doing of this all. And I almost did a few different times. And sometimes it would have been in, in spectacular fashion. Knowing what I know about everybody involved now, nothing was unfixable. I, I could have rescued any terrible mistake I made. And the mistake being it would have, it would have been like awkward on a personal level. Some of the moves I wanted to make only because I only had partial information at times and a decision had to be made. Clocks were ticking and then some things didn't go the way I wanted them to. And then later they went a better way. And I almost, I almost shorted that part of the story out at least one time in a really bad sense again it would have been fixable but i'd had egg on my face and felt like a dick i'd just soon avoid that <laughs> now the coolest thing that came out of this for me besides helping my mom and securing her her health and safety really going into the next 10 15 20 years as far as the house was concerned I generated $55,000 in just in goods and services and donations in just over two months. I was at the heart of all of that, orchestrating it, directing it, managing it, fulfilling on whatever parts needed my attention. I didn't sell any stuff on my website or get hired to do anything and put that cash in my pocket, but I caused $55,000 to fall out of the clear blue sky. The reason I share this is there's a saying that is not in front of me right now, so I'm going to just paraphrase it and be, be short. As soon as you decide to do something, as soon as you create an intention, the universe starts moving things around in your favor. Opportunities arise that would not have arisen had you not put some skin in the game in the form of effort. Had you not set the intention that this is what's going to happen come hell or high water. 
I'm always telling people for, well, really, always, if you want something to improve in your life, you've got to put some skin in the game. There are ways of getting things for free. There are ways for doing things for free. But there, if that's all you do, your project's never going to come to life. Your business is never going to get off the ground. Whatever your big goal is, it's not going to succeed. You can't, you can't exist in, in a, it's a needy kind of energy. You, you can experience it sporadic. People give away a lot of stuff. I give away stuff on my site to entice people to sign up. And, and it's good stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's how you base all your learning and growth, all your content consumption is, is constantly looking for the free stuff. That's what you're going to get in return from the universe. You're going to get you're going to get some kind of free stuff back to you without the growth. You've got to be willing to fight for whatever it is you believe in. In this case for me, it was my mom. I had no zero fucking idea that this was going to turn into this. I I had the only I I had the intention I'm helping mom no matter what, the end. I don't know what I got to do. I had an idea, of course, like I said, and I had other ideas. I just needed to start with one and then see what else I might draw from as the thing played out. But I had no idea it was going to turn into all of that, nor happen as fast as it did, nor grow as big as it did. But I learned a long time ago in the doing of all of this, when you make a move like that, these things can happen. They're going to look different depending on what it is your goal is and what you're trying to achieve. But things do happen. I was amazed. I was amazed at this entire process and what I was able to do. None of this was rocket science and whatnot, but like I said, it was very confusing at times, very frustrating at times, very unclear at times. A lot of back and forth emails, which got shit got lost in the multiple threads. I'd lose my place sometimes. Um, you know, other people would be waiting on me and need something to happen faster, and they'd start pressing me. All understandable. I'm just saying, I was in the middle of a whirlwind, and I handled it. <laughs> My life is built up of situations like this. It, it makes me directly think of great story. There's no time to tell it all, but I, I had a very, a very brutal four-hour repair job with another guy, another veteran, in a heat wave on a Saturday when I was working out west. Physically brutal job in super uncomfortable conditions that damn near killed us. When we were done, this guy and myself were always, we hated our jobs. And we always were talking about ways of making money. I'm going back like, I don't know, like, like 25, more than 25 years now. And we, um, my phone's flashing for some reason on, uh, as I record this for YouTube and it broke my concentration. There's that pause. I don't know what it, what it flashed for. But anyway, 
we kicked around a bunch of ideas, James and I. <clears throat> and somehow, and this took weeks, somehow we eventually realized that there were a lot of health and wellness type shows happening all up and down the Rockies in our area. We were in Denver. Loads of them, hundreds of them. And, and, we, and we liked that stuff. And the more we dug into it, we realized it's on both sides of the Rockies, up and down the length of them. This was a very hot industry with apparent room for, for, for more players because there were so damn many of them. We ended up building across the next nine months from nothing. And, and then I should, I should make clear, once again, I had one connection in my family tree who did such things for a living professionally. She put on three or four major shows in the millions of dollars we're talking, in the many, many millions of dollars. She would put the show itself together. She was like a showrunner, you, you could call, inside of big places, big big uh, venues like the, the, the Javis Center and Madison Square Garden and what have you. Have like three or four major companies come in and, and, and shop their wares, sell their wares to whoever visited and have a whole conference going on around it, that kind of a thing. I just happened to have that. And I was like, well, let me give her a call. I called Mary and she directed us through what, what turned out to be a very, a very brutal, uh, it was hard. What we went through to build that show, which was, see, now I paused again. God damn it. Cause I'm looking at my phone. It's freezing, which was called the Ascension celebration. It was a metaphysical and holistic health fair. It went three days long. We made over $10,000 on our very first show, and we knew nothing about any of this when we started. This is what I do. This is what I do for myself many times over. It's, and so this is what I talk about now. This is what I like doing. I want to do it with more people for more reasons. Now, the phone had me freaked out because there's an app on my phone called Focus Live, and it lets me record videos, and it, it I, I, can, I can edit the video, the colors, and... I could do all kinds of shit. Really, all I do is warm up the colors, and it does a blurry background, which is called bokeh. Well, that thing lost its mind and stopped working the other day. It was not re You have to record right into it, and it was not recording sound right. The sound quality was all broken and, and choppy and in and out. I did everything I could think of to, to fix it, which wasn't a whole lot of things, but nothing fixed it. And then uh, I, I lost a whole day and part of the next day researching alternate options to replace this focus and it just what a time suck it was drained my energy i got all these videos i gotta make for my website as well plus the ones i'm making now to go on youtube and the funny thing was after sampling a whole bunch of different softwares and apps and learning them to, to whatever degree and studying youtube videos on how to do them at one point following my gut and just frustrated. I was like, fuck it. Let's see if this thing works again. I reloaded it and tried it and it worked fine. <laughs> it worked fucking fine. I don't know why it wouldn't work the day before. I've made like 150 freaking videos with this app. I have no idea what happened. Now today, now that I'm, I'm slowly working my way into putting these these live uh, well actual videos of me doing a podcast on youtube now i'm gun shy 
Now my face is tingly and hot and my my gut is tight and, and cold as my phone does things. I don't understand what it's doing because I've never used this app in this fashion. So hopefully uh, <laughs> this came out. I already have one one video in the chamber from last week, and then this one will be next up. And I'll have them on, on YouTube in place of the mostly static things that are on YouTube right now. You can actually see me doing these podcasts. So there was all of that happened. And then something else happened that made me make a few changes in how I'm running my life in relation to this growing business. I learned some rather painful lessons last week with a podcast guest. But I know why everything happened like it did. And I don't want to say anything more because I'm, I'm going to experiment with a bit of a cliffhanger for you. Probably next week, I'm assuming I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say more on that. Because right now, I just wanted to celebrate this straight win with the house and my mom. So, the Painful Lessons episode is coming up next. You're going to want to hear that. If you're, running in a, if you're running a podcast or anything that interviews guests, and there's some marketing lessons I learned on a few different levels. There's things to know about intention and planning and research. I think it's going to be, I know it's going to be very powerful if this stuff's all new to you. So stay tuned for that. And on that note, I wish you guys well. I now have an urge to have some kind of catch line other than, uh, you know, an ending thing other than be well. And nothing's coming to me for the moment, but um, <laughs> I'm going to make a note and see if I can figure something out with intention in my spare time, my free time. All right, guys, having said that, be well. Be well.